Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Godfather is talking Steelers. What a This is Saverin on Steelers on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steeler Nation Radio. They didn't throw a flag. Yes, they did, but it was a free play. And Ben and Martavis took full advantage. It is getting better. And that's the idea to build to where you want to go. The Steelers got better. I, however, they say if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. I'm getting worse. I totally messed up the trivia question. Mike Tomlin wasn't the head coach of the Steelers in 2002. (laughs) Cower was still here. And that was the question. Rich Gannon is the right answer. I had the right church with the wrong pew. I'm sorry. I. That's, you know, David still wins because, but the question was, misrepresented that's totally on me it's my fault because of that everybody's upset i'm taking a dinner to the carlton restaurant oh i'm sorry i can't get a reservation but you but (laughs) i i apologize um i was in a meeting and i got prepared late and what it never mind i apologize anyway we're joined now by mike prezuda mike knows me for a long time he knows i screw up all the time uh, this is just a major, uh, semi-major one. Mike, of course, of the Steelers Radio Network and the DV Morning Show. We shared a mic this morning. We'll do it again here. Mike, thanks for being here. Um, just along with that theme, would you agree that they got better yesterday? Oh, yeah, I think so, sure. Um, you know, are they ready for the Super Bowl? No, but uh, that's not uh, the challenge right now. As Mike Tomlin has identified it, uh, at least for the first little while here in the regular season, it's continue to develop and continue getting better and win games while you do that. As long as you're winning games and getting uh, better, it doesn't really matter how much. Uh, so far, so good, I think, at 2-0. and let's, let's talk about the defense, and it is fair to point out and be accurate, uh, and it would be nothing but homerism if you didn't point out the fact that the one quarterback they faced uh, last year, uh, last week, excuse me, um, Kaiser threw three interceptions against Baltimore. Uh, Case Keenum, he's not horrible, but he's p- played for three teams in five years. He is the quintessential backup. But even with that, Mike, do you see significant differences in this defense from where they left off, uh, let's say, the last half of last season? Uh, you know, last half of last season, I thought they were playing pretty well defensively. And then when they played Tom Brady, in the AFC Championship game, they were awful. So uh, I, I don't want to say they're better last year yet because, as you mentioned, they played Kaiser and Keenum. Uh, I, I don't think the guy they're going to face this week uh, is going to be all that significant a challenge either. Maybe Joe Flacco in Baltimore. Uh, I, I think for now they got to settle for getting better. Uh, but we're not going to know 
how much or, or if they're better than last year until they face a really significant challenge. At least that's that's the way I'm perceiving it. You know, it's interesting, Mike, because we talk about Flacco, and I know there's mixed feelings about him, but I think a lot of that is born because people around here, you know, don't like the Ravens. I, I mean, I consider Joe Flacco, not that I want to get, you know, three two weeks ahead, uh, but I mean, I think Joe Flacco's a good quarterback when you stop and consider – you know, then Jacksonville. You know, whoever they sh- whoever they show up with. Um, you know, Alex Smith is. Uh, you know, you know he manages games. Cincinnati with uh, if if he's still the quarterback there. Uh, Dalton, if they don't switch to McCarron. I mean, it may be a while before they. I mean, Alex Smith is a good quarterback, but he's not the kind of guy who keeps you up at night. Uh, no, he's not. But he does win a lot of games, and he has uh, beaten the Patriots already this year. So I'll, I'll put him in that category where, yeah, if you do something against him. Now I'm going to start to be impressed, uh, and, and I don't want to. I don't want to paint the wrong picture here, Stan. I'm not discouraged. I'm not trying to uh, discredit what they've done. When you get pass rush the way they've gotten it, when you hold people uh, down on the scoreboard the way they have, these are all good things. But I'm just trying to keep it in context. Uh, it's uh, still, as Mike Tomlin might point out, September football. Yeah, no question. Take the quarterback out of the equation. Not that you ever can fully. But you mentioned pressure. Um, in game one, in essence, they did it without Tuit, and they did it without Dupree. Yesterday, they did it without Tuit, and then Watt left uh, a- after a half. Uh, what does this tell us about the rest of the group? Not bad, right? Uh, tells you that uh, they're, they're starting to figure some things out. Uh, Hargrave looks like he's picked up where he left off. Uh, he seems to be that rarest of commodities, a nose tackle that can also rush for you. In a, in a third down package, uh, Cam Hayward was tremendous yesterday. Uh, and uh, Tyson Alulu is really a quality backup that can play starter reps and uh, you don't have much of a drop-off. So uh, front seven-wise, I think they're in real good shape. Secondary, they've done uh, an awful lot of rearranging back there and uh, can't wait to see if it works out the way they want it to when they play the type of team they're going to have to play in the postseason. Yeah, I want to get to that because, and again, uh, th- that is the, the caveat here. When they face, you know, a really good passing attack, they haven't seen one yet. Um, I mean, I-, I think Diggs is a really good receiver, and Rudolph is terrific. Uh, but, again, you have the backup quarterback in there. What has been your evaluation, A, of secondary play overall, but especially on the corners because they, I think, it seems to me, they played a lot more press man-to-man than they played really virtually at any point last year. Yeah, I, you know, I thought there was some stuff available in the Cleveland game that Kaiser wasn't able to take advantage of. Uh, a couple of shots to Duke Johnson when he had him open deep and overthrew him both times. There was a ball over the middle that Kenny Britt dropped wide open, uh, a pass down the sideline that should have gone for a touchdown, and it, it floated and, and took the receiver out of bounds. Uh, again, good enough to win in Cleveland for what that's worth. And then uh, yesterday, I'm not sure Keenum was going to going to threaten them ever. Uh, he made a couple of plays, but just a couple. That's kind of who he is. Um, I, I know that there is uh, still tremendous excitement uh, within the team that they were able to acquire Joe Hayden and what they think he can do for him. But uh, still, still waiting for the payoff. I, you know, it probably sounds like I'm repeating myself, but. Uh, let, let's see what happens uh, in December against the Wayland before we come to any definitive conclusions. Well, about Hayden in particular, Mike, you know, there was concern that he slowed down. Uh, you know, seven years in the league will do that to you. And coming off the two groin surgeries, and you're right, it's an incomplete report card. 
Uh, but as you look at him for a couple games and what we know about him, uh, would you rate him as an improvement, significant or otherwise? I mean, I think at this point you have to say that uh, he's better than what Ross Cockrell was in August. Uh, but that was really bad. But what I, uh, I'm not quite sure about is why Ross Cockrell fell off the table the way he did. I don't know if it was uh, not getting uh, more than a one-year tender, whether it was getting a low tender, whether it was nobody in the NFL wanting to uh, sign him and give only a fourth-round pick in compensation if the Steelers wouldn't have matched or whether it was all the corners they kept bringing in uh, via the draft and, and uh, signing them and trading for them and whatever else. Uh, Ross Cockle just wasn't cutting it this preseason. Uh, he was not the guy that they took to New England for the AFC Championship last game last year and would have been comfortable starting in the Super Bowl had they won that game. He just They had to get somebody else. Right now, Hayden, somebody else. And uh, I, I think he's got some... Uh, value as a veteran, as a, as an example setter, as a, a teammate, as a, an energy giver, as Mike Tomlin might say. Uh, we'll see uh, when we see, uh, you know, if he can cover the guys that uh, they're going to need to cover to get further than they did a year ago. Mike Prezuda is our guest on Savern on Sports and uh, Savern on Steelers. Welcome to our audience listening on Steelers Nation Radio. Let's switch to the other side of the ball, Mike. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, bigger numbers, more touches. Um, did he look like he's getting there? He's still not, as you mentioned this morning when we were on together on DVE, still not beating people one-on-one either in the line of scrimmage or in the passing game. But did you get a sense that that he was closer to being what he was based on week one to week two? Uh, running the ball, I definitely did. Uh, those were tough yards that he gained. I know it took him uh, I think 27 carries to approach 90 yards, but that's pretty good defense that they were running into, and they were doing that for a reason to try to keep the pass rush honest and not let those guys just see off every time Roethlisberger dropped back. It's still uh, way under the line in the passing game, and the thing that's supposed to separate Bell is that he is a running back who can also be uh, as impactful in the passing game as he is in the running game. That's what makes him an all-pro and what we've seen so far, I think it was six targets in Cleveland and only three completions. That's way too low a percentage given the type of throws that were made. And then yesterday, four catches for four yards. That's that's not what they're looking for out of him. Uh, Minnesota's got some pretty good linebackers, too, in addition to pass rushers. But he wasn't able to, to evade the first guy and turn those little passes into big plays. So uh, I, I think that'll come eventually. I still think the world of Le'Veon Bell's talent, but I think uh, what we're seeing so far are some of the circumstances that Mike Tomlin kind of cryptic, cryptically alluded to when uh, he talked about Bell not being in training camp. Do you think that, again, you're right, four catches, four yards, and four yards came on one catch, which, and I am a mathematical genius, that means the other three didn't gain any yardage whatsoever. Um, is it a matter of not being able to shake the first defender, or not getting open because, you know, as you know, in the past, he was used downfield. I mean, he's that kind of a weapon. Uh, I haven't seen him involved in, in any of those deeper pass patterns. No, nah, you've seen him. Uh, he was out uh, on the wing on the, the Jesse James touchdown in Cleveland. They, they, he, he was a fade option there. Uh, we've seen him in the slot, but you haven't seen him running those medium-range routes. Right now, he's just He's 
not getting by that first linebacker that's on him, and that's something that I expect he will do sooner rather than later. Mike Prezut is our guest. A few more topics to discuss here. Um, do you have any insight or even a guess on what was going on with James Harrison? One would think that as the backup, when Watt went out with the groin at halftime, he would be in. It was Chicolo. Okay, but Chicolo normally plays left as he did last week when Dupree didn't play. Um, and even then, when they wanted to give Dupree a blow, Moats came in. If he was injured, I wouldn't think they would have even bothered dressing him, would you? Yeah, I don't think it's an injury thing. Um, I don't have any uh, insight as to why it went the way it went. I, I can only suppose that uh, they really liked what they saw from Anthony Ciccolo in the Cleveland game, and they, and they decided to go with him. Uh, I don't know if there's a plan, per se, to save Harrison for the, the second half of the season just in case you really need him. Um, I, I do know that uh, Ciccolo is more highly regarded than he has been in his brief tenure here. He showed up as a guy who could get off the ball quick but had to learn how to play outside linebacker. He seems to have the rest of it, uh, if not perfected, at least uh, handled to a point where they're comfortable putting him out there. And uh, I can't say that wrong. He's, uh, he's played well, and he's playing well for him on special teams, and he's a, a younger guy, a former sixth-round pick who's kind of slowly but steadily progressing the way you're supposed to when you're a young player. And uh, I, I'm sure uh, Chicolo's uh, caliber of play had something to do with Harrison not getting the play. Yeah, undoubtedly, and more experience. And uh, just, shut, you know, I think he got four snaps last week uh, in Cleveland. I just thought the natural progression of things, he would be in there. Mike, as you look at them, we understand the downfield weapons the Steelers have, but are they taking too many shots deep downfield? Does, let's say, two incompletions, is it worth one long gain? Uh, there, there's one circumstance um, late in the second half towards the two-minute warning. Uh, they were 10 yards out from field goal range. Uh, they had a second down and went deep twice, once to A.B., once to Bryant. To me, I'm looking to get my 10 yards so I can get at least three before the half ends. Yeah, I, I probably would have handled it the same way, uh, although I, I, I can tell you this, Dan, they consider the plays that they ran high-percentage plays, uh, right or wrong, and they have that much confidence in going down the field. And uh, I'm not going to say they're wrong. Uh, I think they can stress defenses that way, and uh, particularly uh, at the end of the half, maybe they got Minnesota thinking a little bit and, and backing off, and maybe that helped the running game in the second half a little. Uh, they got a lot of confidence in the guys they have, and they should. And, you know, probably at the end of the half, I would have settled for the three and just tried to make that happen. But uh, if they're going to go for the throat, I'm not going to say they're they're doing the wrong thing. And as we look at the bigger picture, again, you want to get better um, uh, every single week. Uh, you can never tell what a schedule is going to look like because you never know, uh, you know, based on last year's records, how good a team is. It, a lot of times – it depends on who that team played the week before, um, you know, where they're traveling, you know, the short rest, so on and so forth. Uh, without lo- overlooking the Bears, who uh, have been overlooked twice by their opponents, uh, literally and figuratively, uh, Baltimore has to play in London. Now, they're playing the Jaguars, and they're 2-0, and obviously, Baltimore is. Uh, and even though the game is in Baltimore, that's a tough trip for a team uh, to come back. It might be, might be an edge for the Steelers in that regard. It might, although uh, I've seen enough of those Steelers-Ravens games now that uh, 
I'm not going to put anything past John Harbaugh in terms of getting his team ready to play the Steelers. I think the Ravens have Ravens-Steelers figured out better than the Steelers do. Um, I, I saw the Steelers lose to Ryan Mallett down there. Oh. So if you're going to tell me that Baltimore had to go to the moon and then come <laughs> back, I'm going to tell you that I bet Harbaugh figures out a way to get his team ready to play the next week regardless. I think the Steelers were the ones who were on the moon that day. Uh, <laughs> that was that was pretty pretty bad. And they are 2-0. It looks like they're playing very good defense, although they played the Browns and the Bengals. And we know about the Bengals' offense. So, uh, And they're not likely to get tested by Blake Bortles or whoever's quarterback in there uh, this week. So uh, both teams very well could be 3-0 and going in. Mike, have a good trip to Chicago. Thank you for spending the time with us today. Appreciate it, Sam. Thanks for having me on. Oh, my pleasure, Mike. Mike Prezuda of the DV Morning Show and the Steelers Radio Network. Some odd stories around the NFL, uh, and I want to get to some of the league stories. We are going to talk about the Steelers. You know, we haven't talked about this for a long time. You know, we normally talk about special teams, and we talk about special teams in the context of long returns, touchdowns, you know, 40 yards. Well, they're not getting that. But there are other things that they're doing, which kind of gives you some hope, and we'll see. We'll see. Again, you don't evaluate anything entirely after two weeks. We'll see. But they are doing, I think, a better job of coverage and two really important plays on special teams that help them win games. We're going to talk about that at 1.30. 412-922-2874-POUND970. Um, you can email me, Stan Saverin at iHeartMedia.com. You can post on Facebook, Saverin on Sports. And uh, for those who are listening on SNR, everybody, really, uh, you can tweet your thoughts and comments at Stan Love the Show. And again, I messed up on the trivia question. The, the, the right answer was given, but it was the wrong question. So if I threw anybody off, I've already apologized on Twitter. Um, I'm waiting for the, the hate troll tweets now, but uh, I just messed up. Bill Cower was the coach of the Steelers in 2002 when the Raiders came in there and, and won uh, a home opener, not Mike Tomlin. So I'll make up for it Wednesday. How about that? All right. Thanks for joining me today on Saverin on Sports. Saverin on Steelers will continue in just a moment. Take us with you wherever you go. ESPN Pittsburgh is on the iHeartRadio app. Anywhere, anytime, and always free. ESPN Pittsburgh, an iHeartRadio station. ESPN Pittsburgh traffic. Construction on the PA Turnpike eastbound Beaver Valley to Cranberry. Westbound right around the Beaver-Lawrence County line, slow going in both directions. Parkway West inbounds heavy Parkway Center Drive to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. 70 eastbound slows Claysville into Bridge Road. Brendan Joseph, Total Traffic. This report is brought to you by Unbound.org. There's a girl in El Salvador who dreams of becoming an engineer. There's an elder in Uganda who dreams of having a community to call his own. No two dreams are the same. Help one person achieve theirs at unbound.org. That's unbound.org. So, Richard, talk about the things you're not going to talk about and then talk about the things you're going to talk about. Wow. Can you repeat that five times? No. Okay, good. So it's SUV season, but we're not going to talk about the great leases at SchultzFord.com. We're not going to talk about 179. We're not going to talk about 189. We're not going to talk about that. Then talk about what you're going to talk about. We're going to talk about 600 brand new 2017 Ford F-150s. Everyone has a 500-year-old best price guarantee. Yes, we're going to talk about that. And you could go to 179, 189, or 239 a month if you go to SchultzFord.com. Wow, we did it.
Yeehaw. Football season is here, and it's time to score big and get in on the action with MyBookie.ag. MyBookie is an industry-leading website and the best place for you to cash in on all the insane last-minute drives, huge upsets, and heart-pounding finishes. Join now, and MyBookie will match your deposit with up to a 100% bonus. They have in-game live betting on nearly every sporting event, plus a user-friendly mobile site so you never miss a single play. Are you sick and tired of getting the runaround when you ask for a payout? Come join MyBookie today with decades of expertise, no hassle payouts, and no fine print. You'll experience the greatest customer service in the business, guaranteed. Use promo code RADIO to activate your bonus of up to 100%. Call 844-900-2387 or visit mybookie.ag to open an account. That's 844-900-BETS or go online to mybookie.ag and use promo code RADIO. Win with the best only at mybookie. Sign up today. Lakeview Golf Resort, located one hour south in Morgantown, West Virginia, wants you to enjoy their $129.99 weekday golf package special, which includes overnight accommodations, two rounds of golf, breakfast buffet, dinner, and card fee per person plus tax based on double occupancy. Expires September 29th. Available select Sunday through Thursday dates. Bring a group or get your golf getaway customized by contacting Lakeview's golf experts at 304-594-9516. Info online at lakeviewresort.com. West Virginia, wild and wonderful. The IRS doesn't mess around if they want you. Your money, they'll take it. They can take your paycheck and bank accounts, too. Even threaten your home or business. And it's about to get worse. The IRS just hired an army of new tax enforcers. So, if you owe back taxes, the smartest thing you can do is call Optima Tax Relief. Optima has access to a special IRS tax assistance program called the Fresh Start Initiative. And their clients that qualify are saving thousands, even tens of thousands. One call starts the process to stop the demand letters, stop aggressive collection actions, and stop that army of new enforcers from targeting you. But don't delay. It's important to act now while you still have options. Optima is A-rated with the Better Business Bureau. Optima has already resolved over a half billion dollars of tax debt for their clients. Get your life back. Call now for your free consultation. Call 800-798-2477. That's 800-798-2477. 800-798-2477. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Summer's over. You ready to fall in love? Wednesday. MTV's taken a cast of 22 gorgeous but unlucky singles, giving them a mansion in New Orleans and setting them loose on a mission to find their perfect match. I'm talking about the new season of Are You the One? It's the ultimate match game where pillow talk is cheap, but love is worth $1 million. When these strangers gamble with their hearts, the stakes are sky high. You cannot miss an all-new season of Are You the One? Wednesday. 10, 9 central on MTV. Emmaus Community of Pittsburgh hosts Spirit Run, a Halloween costume 5K and one-mile family-friendly walk to benefit its mission of providing homes and support for people with intellectual disabilities. South Shore Riverfront Park, Sunday, October 15th. Visit EmmausPGH.org slash Spirit Run. This report is brought to you by Red Cross. The Red Cross depends on financial donations to be able to provide disaster relief immediately. Help people affected by natural disasters by visiting redcross.org or calling 1-800-RED-CROSS. From the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer Weather Center, ESP. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In Pittsburgh weather. Partly cloudy today, a little humid. Look for a high of 84. Partly cloudy tonight, dropping down to 64. A mix of sun and clouds tomorrow. Look for a high of 82. Here we go. This is Saverin on Steelers on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steeler Nation Radio. Weedon with a man to his right is back with that snap. Throws it and the pass batted down. Line of scrimmage intercepted. Running up the sideline with the football. The Steelers and that's going to be at the 10. Lawrence Timmons to the 5. Lawrence Timmons touchdown. Interception return and just like that the Steelers have the lead. Well Lawrence Timmons was not available to the Miami Dolphins yesterday for their game in uh, San Diego and vicinity. Where do they? I mean, I don't even know where that soccer stadium is. I know it's halfway between LA and San Diego. Is it in La Jolla? I, I, Carlsbad? I don't know where the place is. I know that they don't draw anybody. They did win the, uh, the Dolphins did win the game, but they did so without Lawrence Timmons. And there was a story yesterday, and Adam Gase said he didn't want to comment on it. In case you don't know, the former Steeler, of course, now is with the Miami Dolphins, signed there as a free agent. He was MIA. He just didn't show. And the Dolphins had no idea where he was. And the report came out this morning that they actually, yes, this is yesterday, they actually called the FBI and put in a missing persons report on him. Now, subsequent, they did get in touch with him, and they're supposed to meet with him at some point today, but they also, the Dolphins, the Dolphins now, they did say that he is scheduled to meet with some doctors today. Now, they didn't say what kind of doctors. There was a report that, they suspect some CTE issues, but the Dolphins refuted that immediately because people said he was MIA, didn't know where he was. They deactivated him. They, if I'm not mistaken, they practiced out on the West Coast. Their game with Tampa Bay, of course, was canceled because of Hurricane Irma. And then I believe they went out to the West Coast for their game against the Chargers because of the devastation in South Florida. I mean, I would guess that that Timmons was out there with them. And maybe he was, but he just didn't show up on game day. So we'll see. Adam Gase, the Dolphins head coach, said he would not comment on the matter until he had time to think things through, and I'm sure get some more information. They have been in, if the, if the current stories are correct, they have been in contact with him. And I'm assuming that they arranged for him to meet with some doctors, but we don't know what kind of doctors we're talking about. I mean, Lawrence Timmons was as solid a person as you could ever want to meet. Some other issues. 
The Baltimore Ravens are 2-0. and And they've relied on their defense. Although they've played against Cincinnati and Cleveland. But they suffered a tremendous blow yesterday when they lost Pro Bowl and All-Pro guard Marshall Yanda for the season with a broken ankle. That is huge. He is a terrific player. Gone for the season. That's a big blow to them. So we talk about evaluating teams. That's what I'm talking about. Maybe an offensive guard changes your fortunes. I don't know that he changes victory to defeat or vice versa, but it's a big loss for an offense that is challenged to begin with. If the Ravens do anything this year, it's going to be because of their defense, which appears to be good, although there's an asterisk. Deshaun Kaiser and Andy Dalton. Although that Bengal offense, with some of the weapons they have, ought to be better than it's been. But that's a big loss. I mentioned Corey Coleman, the Browns, number one pick from a year ago, wide receiver out of Baylor. He broke a hand yesterday. Steelers don't have to worry about him until December 31st. Who knows if he'll be there. The way the Browns are going losing 17 of their last 18, maybe the NFL will dissolve their franchise. Maybe maybe that'll end up being a second bye week for the Steelers by the time the Browns come here, the last regular season game of the year. And one one other thing I wanted to point out, as I was on the postgame show yesterday, which I hope you listened to, we come on about eh, 25 minutes after the, uh, the gun, the final play of the game, Charlie Batch and and uh, and me. I was keeping update, giving updates on the scores, and I see the Chargers went ahead of the Dolphins in the fourth quarter. And I, how many leads have the Chargers blown in the last couple years? A million. I'm not exaggerating. A million leads they've blown, and so they went ahead by two points. I thought it ain't over till it's over. Sure enough, not only did the Dolphins come down and kick a field goal to go up by two points, but the Chargers have a chance to win it at the gun. Speaking of guns, with a field goal. Naturally, their kicker bounces it off the upright. No good. And they blow another lead in another game. And they fired their last coach, for exactly that reason. But here's what struck me. They have a monitor there in the Hyundai Club, which is, again, on the second level at Heinz Field. Too fancy for me. I won't speak for Charlie, but we're there. And I'm able to see a TV monitor. They got some games up there and whatever. and They're showing the end of the Charger-Miami game. <clears throat> so the guy misses the field goal in the soccer stadium. Here comes Philip Rivers coming across the field. You know, they shake hands and talk. He's got the biggest smile on his face like someone had just given him a lollipop. Well, he's a sucker, all right. You know, they always talk about a fierce competitor. And, I, you know, look, 
I think you shake hands with your opponent. But to me, he looked entirely too happy. Another blown lead, this time in heartbreaking fashion. It's a makeable field goal. The guy kicks it off the upright. And he can't wait to get across to somebody and exchange stories uh, about the Boy Scout troopy leads or whatever he was talking about. That just struck me. I mean, I I think you're a good sport. You shake hands, nice game, blah, blah, blah. But I'm not so sure that I want my quarterback to be smiling so broadly I can see what he ate for breakfast stuck between his teeth. Scowl pleasantly. An area where we have not talked a great deal about Steelers' successes are the special teams. That's changing. We'll see if it continues, but... I have been changed for good. Have they? That's up next. Savern on Sports. Brian Quigley, who's with his fourth NFL team, back to punt. Eli Rogers stands at the Pittsburgh 20. Oh, they're going to throw the pass. And the pass will be broken up. Ball over on downs. Great Tyler Matakevich was there as they tried to complete the fake punt and pass it to tight end Blake Bell. Tyler said no. How about that guy? You know, there have been guys in the NFL who have made a living. Special teams players. Remember Steve Tasker of Buffalo was a yearly Pro Bowl participant because he was great in special teams. I don't know if Tyler Medikavich, Dirty Red, as Mike Tomlin calls him, is Steve Tasker incarnate. But, hey, last week he blocks a punt. This week... He knocks down that fake punt attempt and made a very athletic play to do it. And the thing that strikes me about that is that shows me, A, that he's got more athleticism than people give him credit for, and B, the kid is paying attention. That comes from film study. You know, people ask me all the time, well, what do they do in practice all week? They look at the tape of the other team and say, you know, this is what they like to do. If you see this formation, this might be coming. That wasn't an accident that he happened to be there yesterday. It's from preparation. It's from recognition. Then, of course, you have to have the athletic ability to make the play, which which Matikiewicz did. But he had to be in position to make the play. I have no doubt, while I'm sure the Browns missed a blocking assignment, that they found a weakness in their punting game or their punt protection. Now, there are some issues with the punter. He did get the bounce to one. Excellent play. But he also. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We had two short ones. And as I pointed out to you early, very early in the program, I hope you were with us. I thought that that sequence midway through the second quarter was critical. Steelers up 14 to three. Two bad punts in a row. A 36-yarder and a 41-yarder. Gave the ball to the Vikings at their own 44 and 42, respectively. That is a short field. They got nothing. Didn't even get a first down out of it. So the defense came up big, but that's a shortcoming of the punt game. But here we here we have two sig- games, two significant plays in the kicking game. And I know that the returns haven't been great. I'm going to get to that momentarily. But if I were to tell you that you make a significant play on special teams, just one per game, a punt block for a touchdown, and then you break up a fake punt so you get the ball about the 30, 35-yard line, those are huge plays. Now, the return game's got to be better. Eli Rogers was lucky he didn't get his jaw broken, and he's lucky he held on to the football. When he fielded a punt, didn't call for a fair catch, the guy is just breathing all over him, and he's lucky he didn't fumble. And people there were screaming, he didn't give him enough room to catch the ball. Give me enough room to clear my throat. There's no such rule anymore in the NFL. There used to be you had to give the guy two yards to catch the ball. No halo rule. You can't can't interfere with him. You can't wave your hand in front of his face. You can't touch him. But that rule was taken out. I don't know why, but it is. If you noticed after that, Eli Rogers fair caught just about every punt. Obviously, he was spoken to after the game. The other thing is, and this was – This was also true of their primary punt and kickoff returner, McKinnon. McKinnon one time, and I realize you're trying to get your team a spark. Your offense isn't doing much. He took a kickoff nine yards deep in the end zone and returned it. Do you realize that if you field a kickoff nine yards deep in the end zone, you have to have a 34-yard return just to get to the 25. <clears throat> How many 34-yard returns are there in kickoff returns? Now, I realize if you never try to return a kickoff, you'll never run one back for a touchdown. That's asking a lot. He also did it. This is McKinnon I'm talking about, seven yards deep. He got to the 17 or 18. Juju Smith-Schuster did the same thing. He returned a kickoff from five yards deep in the end zone, got to the 15. That's 10 yards. That's the difference between punting and maybe attempting a field goal and maybe attempting a field goal or getting a touchdown. I realize, you know, guys get big eyes and so on and so forth. But, boy, unless, you know, it's, there's, you know, there's a minute left in the game, you're still better off taking the ball at the 25-yard line. 
So that part's got to be improved. However, you give me a block punt one game for a touchdown, block punt of any kind, whether it results directly in a score, chances are I've got a chance to score, even if it's not recovered in the end zone, safety, or maybe I just get the ball to you know 30-yard line. I'll take that. And then you break up an attempted fake punt, gives you great field position, and the coverage has been very good too which has been a problem in the past. I want to thank Tim for emailing me, Stan Saverin at iHeartMedia.com. He said um, he got an update. He said that the the, uh, police uh, later uh, Sunday night found Lawrence Timmons at the L.A. airport trying to get on a plane back to Pennsylvania to see his son. Now, The Dolphins did say yesterday morning, although they did not know where he was, they had said Saturday that he had a family issue. This might have been an emergency with his son. And and I hope you didn't misconstrue that I was making light of this. I was not. It's just so out of character. Now, if this surfaces, maybe there is an issue with his son, who I'm assuming lives in Pittsburgh. I don't know that for a fact. I mean, in, in either case, even with that, certainly Lawrence should have notified the Dolphins. They would have said, look, you got a family emergency, you have to go. But that's the update. I mean, I hope he's, he's a good guy. I hope everything's okay. And this is from Bob in Hazelwood. He emails and he says, when I came to Pittsburgh in the 80s, I asked my supervisor, did the 1970s Steelers have any weaknesses? He replied, none whatsoever. Bob goes on to say, if the Steelers were good enough yesterday to keep James Harrison off the field, what does that tell you about the Steelers? Well, as I told you, midsummer, this team is good. This team is really good, and I've told you repeatedly, I'm not predicting this, but if they should happen to meet the Patriots, in the playoffs, whether a second-round game, the AFC Championship game. I'm not saying that they will beat them. I'm telling you they damn well could, and they damn well could beat them in Foxborough. Yeah, I said it. I've said it repeatedly. A lot of things could happen, injuries, who knows. I'm just saying I don't know that the Steelers – or you fans should automatically roll over and say, oh, no, it's Tom Brady again. We'll see. I'm just telling you, if they progress to where I think they're capable of progressing to, I think they can. I'm not saying they will. I'm saying they can. When we return, we'll tell you about tomorrow's show, and we'll have this date in sports history and birthdays for you. That's next. Saverin on Sports and Saverin on Steelers. All right, tomorrow on the show, we're only on from 1 to 2, but a reminder that you will hear the Mike Tomlin press conference from noon until around 1230, whenever the questions cease or whenever Mike says, that's enough. Uh, And then Dale Lolly and Jerry Dulac will fill in the remaining time to 1 o'clock, and then it's my turn. My special guest every Tuesday 
will be Cordell Stewart, the former Steeler quarterback, uh, now working uh, on uh, satellite radio and does a podcast. Uh, Cordell will be joining us every Tuesday from 1 until about 1.15, 120 or so. And then, of course, we'll uh, talk more Steelers during that time. So thanks to everybody who uh, participated today. Uh, someone tweeted and said, you know what? They're getting better. Not perfect, but they're getting better. Talking about yesterday's game. So that's the way that works. Time now for this date in sports history. This is unusual. This date in 1848. Yeah, 1848. Whoever was in charge of baseball back then decided that from that point on, a first baseman could tag the bag to get an out. He didn't have to tag the runner. I always thought that was a rule, but no. You used to have to t- tag the guy like you would at second or third or at the plate. So that happened this day in 1848. And uh, a sad note, uh, on this day in 2013, boxer Ken Norton passed away at the age of 70. Um, he had some dementia issues, and his boxing doesn't help that either. So he passed away in this day at the age of 70 in 2013. How about birthdays today? Happy birthday goes to former Steeler running back Richard Huntley. Remember him? He got into a big fight in the locker room with Earl Holmes once upon a time. Speaking of football players, this guy went to the University of Mars. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, former Oakland Raider Otis Sistrunk. Alex Karras said on Monday Night Football, Otis Sistrunk, University of Mars. Google a picture of you'll see why Otis of the Raiders is 71 years of age today. Happy birthday goes to hockey great Daryl Suter. Uh, excuse me, Daryl Sittler of the Toronto Maple Leafs. One scored 10 points in the game. He's 67 today. Happy birthday goes to really legendary basketball coach from the University of Louisville. Rick Patino is 65 today. Happy birthday goes to this guy who's sort of a semi-disgraced legend. Lance Armstrong, blood doping and all that kind of stuff. Of course, he wasn't the only one doing it, but he also raised millions of dollars for cancer. I think that overrides the doping, but he's 46 years of age today. Great running back Billy Sims of Oklahoma and the Detroit Lions, 62 years of age today. Number 20, Ryan Sandberg, Hall of Famer from the Cubs. He's 58 today. And uh, kind of a, a sad, two sad notes to finish up with. Today is the birthday of Harvey Haddix. Harvey, the pirate pitcher and pitching coach, was born on this date in 1925. And also a birthday wish goes out to this guy who left us way too soon. Jelly suits it, block the Penguins have won the Stanley Cup. Oh, Lord Stanley, Lord Stanley, get me the brandy. Uh, another mistake. I, I'm, I'm ahead of myself. Today is Scotty Bowman's birthday. Coached the Penguins in 92. Uh, he's 84 today, Scotty is. And happy birthday goes to, or would have been, James Gandolfini of the Sopranos. I got him wrong. I'm glad today is over. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow at 1 o'clock with Cordell Stewart for Saverin on Sports. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.